You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Thanks for joining us for this Viva podcast. Today we'll be discussing patient education and the benefits of brushing and flossing. Our guest is Dr. Timothy Donnelly, currently in the private practice of periodontics and implantology in Bowling Green, Kentucky. He's a sought-after international speaker and publishes frequently on topics of interest to clinical dentists and hygienists. Dentistry Today recently listed him among its leaders in continuing education. Dr. Donnelly, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Phil, it's a pleasure to be here. So your title suggests that dentistry should be more about brushing and flossing. Tell us why. Well, I think it's time to change. I think it's time to leave behind the limited image of the dentist as the senior member of the oral hygiene police. With the dental hygienist, the loyal foot soldiers in the war against plaque, and move forward and embrace a preferred concept of the dentist and hygienist as important members of the team necessary to help patients achieve better oral and overall health. The, the fact that our tried and true message of dentistry, brush and floss or else, the, the fact that that hasn't motivated the throngs of patients with unmet needs to rush into our offices and have those needs addressed, I don't think that's evidence that the message has failed to get through. I think it's confirmation that the message has to change, and, and here's why. There's now overwhelming evidence that the typical periodontal disease process is really due to a local inflammatory response induced by biofilm. The biofilm doesn't actually cause periodontal disease, but rather, when biofilm accumulates in the pocket, it actually initiates a localized host response. White blood cells, other inflammatory cells are summoned to the area, and they release a variety of mediators of inflammation. Among these mediators are proteins that break down collagen. Now the thinking is that the local inflammatory cells, in essence, dump out these collagenase enzymes to dissolve collagen so that the white blood cells can physically, you know, chew through the collagen and get to the bacteria to phagocytize and neutralize the bacteria. This whole process is a bit troubling in the oral environment, since the bone is mostly made out of collagen, as is the connective tissue adjacent to the tooth. Therefore, if you think about it, in the typical periodontal pocket, biofilm actually initiates the response. It leads to collagenase release, which ultimately leads to the breakdown of connective tissue. And it's that connective tissue that supports the junctional and sulcular epithelium. So when this happens, the lining epithelium ulcerates. That's why in clinical situations, you stick the probe into a diseased pocket and you see a little bit of blood spurt up, you know that there's inflammation present. When the lining epithelium ulcerates, bacteria, bacterial byproducts, and the mediators of inflammation released in response to that biofilm can find their way through the epithelium into the bloodstream and travel wherever the blood goes. There's now overwhelming evidence that inflammation of oral origin contributes to the systemic burden of inflammation. Medicine squarely focused on the role that inflammation plays in many of the chronic diseases of aging. Things like heart disease, diabetes, rheumatoid arthritis, certain cancers, even dementia. The evidence linking oral inflammation with a very real increase in systemic inflammation I think that's what gives us the opportunity to deliver messages much more impactful than the traditional brush and floss or else.
Right, but the thing is, how many patients are going to understand what you just explained? And actually, you explained it very, very well, um, and it made a lot of sense. But, um, you know, the question is, you're saying that the current evidence linking oral and systemic inflammation can help better educate and motivate our patients. How is that done in a way where they're going to understand it? Well, I, I think that's where the key to the whole thing is we have the opportunity to really customize better messages. For instance, tobacco users. Tobacco users are, are well aware of the fact that they're at an increased risk for heart disease. We in dentistry have done a decent job making sure that tobacco users realize their increased risk for gum disease. If, if periodontal disease is not effectively eliminated and then kept at bay, the existing oral inflammation only adds to their overall cardiovascular risk. And there's certainly compelling evidence to suggest that while periodontal inflammation might not be causative in terms of cardiovascular disease, clearly periodontal inflammation contributes to the cardiovascular burden. I think we have the opportunity to tell tobacco using patients, look, we, can't, we can no longer monkey around with your oral health. There, there's more at stake than just the loss of teeth. We need to get you inflammation free, keep you inflammation free, since you're already at risk for heart disease and gum disease, and if the gum disease isn't effectively treated, it's only going to make your heart disease worse. You may have to pay out of your pocket treatment in your case that's critical to your overall health. You might actually have to put more time, effort, and money into it. But the bottom line is we have a potential of helping not just your oral health, but your overall health as well. Yeah, so this message has to be disseminated from the profession right, from the ADA all the way down to the corner dentist? I, mean, I think it has to be consistent across dentistry. Mm -hmm. I think the dental supply companies, I think organized dentistry, the rank-and-file dentists, I think everyone has to realize that we can play an important role in patients' overall health by addressing their oral health. And what's the fastest and easiest way to get that done, to get that message where everybody's on the same page and, and that narrative stays consistent? Well, I think we, being the clinical chairside dental professionals, it has to start with us, and it has to be consistent and uniform. It has never made any sense to me that there are approximately 500,000 dental professionals in the United States. Coincidentally, there are about 500,000 different new patient evaluation protocols. Everyone has their own way of doing it. Mm -hmm. it, it makes no sense. There should be a preferred message of dentistry. We should make sure that everybody's singing from the same songbook, if you will. So if it's no longer brush and floss or else, as the title stated, um, what's the byline, the new byline for informing these patients about what they need to do? I think the preferred message of dentistry in this day and age where we now know without question that the mouth is connected to the rest of the body. I think the important thing to tell every single patient that even walks by your office, let alone comes in, is that inflammation anywhere in the body is bad. While inflammation doesn't cause necessarily the chronic serious diseases of aging, medicine is squarely focused on the fact that inflammation of systemic origin is certainly the fuel that drives the development of systemic diseases. So not surprisingly, medicine's focused on eliminating sources 
of systemic inflammation as therapy to prevent people from succumbing to things like Alzheimer's disease or rheumatoid arthritis or cardiovascular disease. So I think we have a chance to say to our patients, look, inflammation anywhere in the body is bad. The mouth is a source of this exact same inflammation. As a result, don't just come to us to get your teeth clean. You need to partner with a dental professional over your lifespan so that they can periodically determine if any inflammation is present and then do what's ever necessary to not only to get that inflammation to resolve, but then keep it at bay. Because mm -hmm. if you do that over your lifespan, it's going to improve your overall health. Dentistry is now a part of overall wellness. Oh, there's no question about it. Yeah. And no, I like that idea of partnering. You use the term partnering because, I, you know, I'm involved with a wellness center and, and this is it's like a wellness coach. This person is helping me personally with with certain issues. And um, this is an ongoing thing. It's not something you go there three times get treated and you're off to the races. It's a lifestyle change and uh, that kind of stuff. So what you're saying is to partner with the dentist because that professional caregiver can actually provide the services necessary to keep that inflammation, that systemic inflammation down and maintain oral health. Certainly systemic inflammation of oral origin. If you play that out, indeed, we, we in dentistry already play a role in things like, or we should, smoking cessation, nutrition, stress reduction, uh, weight reduction, all of those things play a role in adding to systemic inflammation. It's clear that ongoing coaching is necessary. For instance, patients that have diabetes, medicine's not done a great job in terms of the maintenance model. Medicine has clearly demonstrated that patients that have diabetes have their sugar regularly monitored do better and cut down their eventual healthcare costs. Medicine is primed to step in there. We already should be playing a role in the diabetic arena because we can affect blood sugar because of oral inflammation. If we can get those patients to not only achieve a preferred level of oral health, but then also to coach them on the cofactors that affect both oral health and blood sugar, like nutrition, like exercise, like diet, all of those things are going to make a difference beyond us just helping them in their mouth. Right. But so this should be taught to the dental hygienist, of course, the dentist too, but the dental hygienist, they're going to inform the patient about what you're talking about and get them on a program that uh, keeps them healthy orally so that we don't have these exacerbations with systemic inflammation coming from the mouth. I, I truly believe that the most important healthcare provider that a person can partner with to ensure their wellness for their entire life is a dental hygienist. Mm -hmm. right. Now, okay. that's a dental hygienist who's actually fulfilling their responsibilities. That is not just cleaning teeth, not just teaching patients to brush and floss, but monitoring patients over a long-term basis for both above the gingival margin and below the gingival margin inflammation, making sure that inflammation is eliminated and then kept at bay along with counseling patients on the lifestyle changes that improve both periodontal and overall health. That's an important part of wellness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So you take a priority patient approach. Who are the priority patients? Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, I think there's two basic categories. There are patients that are more likely to get periodontal disease. 
these are patients that have the traditional risk factors that we all learned about in school, tobacco use, uh, stress, patients that have elevated blood sugar, uh, patients that are over their over their ideal weight. We now know that obesity is a strong risk factor for periodontal disease. And that alone, if patients are more likely to get periodontal disease, it means they're more likely to contribute to their systemic inflammation. So that's one arm of priority patients. The second is patients in whom it's more important to eliminate periodontal disease. And these are patients that already have the risk factors for the potentially affected systemic diseases or have the systemic diseases themselves. Now, what that really boils down to in clinical practice is when tobacco users come in, patients over their ideal weight, patients with elevated blood sugar, postmenopausal females, patients with rheumatoid arthritis, patients with a family history of dementia, patients with sleep apnea, either diagnosed or undiagnosed, patients with elevated stress. We put these patients on a more aggressive track of treatment because there's more at stake. They're more likely to develop oral inflammation, and if they do, it can have consequences far beyond the mouth. Yeah, no, that's very, very important. It's, I wonder how many dental offices are actually doing that because that's a fantastic approach, this priority patient approach. And um, I'm wondering how many dental hygienists are actually uh, informing the patients about the risk factors that you're talking about today. You know as well as I do, everything, it takes so long mm -hmm. for change to happen. But clearly this is the preferred approach yeah. to instead of giving everyone the buff and shine, bite wings of fluoride treatment, to realize if a patient's a priority patient, to understand what the desired outcome is and aggressively give the patient the best chance to get to that desired outcome. Right, for sure. Um, and again, it has to start at the schools. Dental education, dental hygiene education has to include this. And the curriculums at the schools are packed right now. Uh, they need to probably take something out to add this in. Or if they do have some classes on this systemic inflammatory link to the oral environment, uh, it's probably not a lot. And they need to really emphasize it more. It's an interesting journey. Uh, dentistry got all excited with the quote-unquote oral systemic link. And then there's been tremendous academic debate as to how robust the link is. But lost in all of that is some good practical information in terms of how to implement a reasonable message. Mm -hmm. Even in the absence of proof of a link between periodontal disease and cardiovascular disease, it absolutely is reasonable, and we have un unbelievable evidence to document that the mouth does contribute to the systemic burden of inflammation. The systemic burden of inflammation is what drives systemic diseases. At that itself seems to be important information to make sure, especially patients that have other risk factors for cardiovascular disease, realize and assign a level of importance to. So what is the most important message that you make sure every patient hears when they visit your office? We have a nice little uh, placard that we have in both the reception area and in the hygiene operatories that basically says dentistry is no longer just about cavities, your smile, or whether you floss or not, but rather dentistry is about inflammation. And it goes on to explain inflammation is at the root cause of many of the chronic diseases of aging. The mouth is a source of this exact same inflammation. If you have gum disease, we tell our patients, 
you can have it and not even know it. Therefore, don't go to a dentist regularly just to get your teeth clean, but rather partner with a dental professional so that they can periodically determine if you have any oral inflammation and then do what's ever necessary to eliminate it and keep it at bay. Excellently said. And we really appreciate your insight, Dr. Donnelly. Um, I know we have you on another podcast coming up shortly. So we, we look forward to that one. Thanks very much for your time today. And uh, we'll see you soon. It's my pleasure. Thank you.